Hi, you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health, and I'm your host, Dr. Majd. Last week, the CDC reported that the flu death count of children so far this season has reached a high of 30. The most prevalent strain this year seems to be the H3N2 and is now widespread throughout the country. The flu is particularly threatening to the elderly and the children, tragically killing up to 50,000 people in the U.S. each year alone. Winter also brings a slew of common cold viruses, which are not nearly as perilous. But the symptoms often overlap with the flu, and people have trouble distinguishing between the two. So how do you know when it's a cold and when it's the flu? How do you know when you should actually be more concerned? Before I go on, just a short word from our sponsor that truly makes the House Call Doctor podcast possible. Health IQ. They believe that the best way to improve the health of the world is to celebrate the health conscious through social and financial rewards. So they use science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health conscious people like runners, cyclists, strength trainers, vegans, and more. 56% of Health IQ customers save between 4 to 33% on their life insurance, and these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. Like saving money by being a good driver, Health IQ gets you lower rates on life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. After all, physically active people have a 34% lower risk of all-cause mortality, 56% lower risk of heart disease, and 22% decrease in cancer mortality compared to people who remain inactive. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com doctor or mention the promo code doctor when you talk to a Health IQ agent. That's health iq.com slash doctor to get your free quote. So what is a cold? Well, the common cold is, well, more common. It is caused by a virus that is transmitted through touch or most commonly via air droplets, via the coughing or sneezing of someone plagued with it. It is self-limiting, meaning that it resolves on its own through time. But fortunately, it is rarely deadly. People experience the following symptoms in the common cold. Mild fatigue, sore throat, runny or stuffy nose, which is the hallmark of the common cold, cough, or mild fever, but more typically, no fever at all. Check out this useful graph via the American Rhinologic Society depicting the course of a typical virus. I've placed a link to this graph on the script for this particular podcast on the Quick and Dirty Tips website, just check out the House Call Doctors page. Understanding this graph is important because it will help relieve any concerns about what is the normal and expected progression of a typical virus. In fact, I have a copy of this graph in color and laminated in each one of my exam rooms, and I review them with every patient that comes in sick. The common cold virus often begins as a sore throat, malaise, perhaps a mild fever, although again, usually none, on day one, and then gradually progresses to a runny and stuffy nose by day three or so, when the sore throat tends to resolve. The nasal symptoms are the most prominent and annoying feature in the common cold. As I often tell my patients, it causes a significant amount of fluid buildup in the face. 
resulting in symptoms like congested nasal passages, plugged ears, and a post-nasal drip. The typical common cold virus worsens each day after onset, then gradually peaks sometime between day three and five. After the peak, patients gradually improve with each day, and most people feel much improved sometime between day seven and 10. But some of the symptoms can still linger on. Once plagued with the cold, all of that fluid built up has to go somewhere. So how does it exit the face? Well, down and out through the nostrils or down the throat where it is swallowed, aka postnasal drip. Sorry to break it to you, but no matter how gross it seems to swallow snot, it happens to each and every one of us. That postnasal drip irritates the throat and causes a cough. Have you noticed that your cough may be waking you up at night? This is due to the gravity pulling the drainage down the throat when you're lying down. Move the head of the bed up if this is happening to you. The exiting process can take weeks until the fluid has fully drained. And this is why that nasal discharge and cough can actually linger on way past day seven to 10 for some people. But of course, if your cough remains chronic and persistent without improving through time, you really should see your doctor. So now that we have talked about the common cold, what's the flu? Well, the flu or influenza is also a virus, but one that is much nastier, carrying a risk of some serious complications like death. Here are the symptoms of the flu. Higher fevers, typically over 101 and may last up to five days. Severe fatigue, which is often described as a feeling of being hit by a truck, if you can imagine. Body aches, sore throat, mild nasal symptoms or none at all. A cough, or sometimes nausea, vomiting, or abdominal pain. However, this is more common in children, although can happen in adults. Note the difference between a typical cold and a flu virus. First, the onset of the common cold is gradual, yet it is rather sudden in the flu. Also, the fever and the fatigue are much more prominent with the flu than the common cold virus. The cold also doesn't cause body aches typically, and unlike the flu, the nasal symptoms are a prominent feature of the cold, whereas they are minimal or absent with the flu. So the common cold is no picnic, but people tend to feel dreadful with the flu when compared to the common cold virus. So what can happen with the flu? What are some of its complications? Well, pneumonia is the top complication of the flu virus. It is also one of the leading causes of death in hospitalized elderly patients. So it can interfere with breathing and we need oxygen to live. Besides elderly and children, the CDC has a comprehensive list of those people who are most at risk for developing pneumonia, including asthmatics, pregnant women, and diabetics, and more. Again, you can check out that link on the script to this podcast on the quickanddirtytips.com website. Myocarditis, which is inflammation of the heart, or pericarditis, which is the inflammation of the lining of the heart, are also risks of the flu, 
albeit less common. So if you or your children have now contracted the flu, when should you be worried? Here are the symptoms that you never want to mess with. Any trouble breathing. If this is the case, 911 should be called. Using chest and abdominal muscles to work harder to breathe. They're called retractions. These are another reason to see your doctor right away. Turning purple or blue, which is referred to as cyanosis, is also very concerning. Confusion. Inability to lower the fever using over-the-counter medications. Very high fevers. Chest pain. Signs of dehydration, such as dizziness upon standing or inability to keep fluids down. And uncontrollable vomiting. And kids, besides what's been mentioned, they should also be seen right away if they experience the following. Irritability to the point of being inconsolable. Not easily awakened. No tears or urine, which are signs of dehydration. And if they have a rash. So there's no cure for either one, neither the cold or the flu virus. Its discovery will surely make some scientists rich one day. Why is it so difficult to find a cure? Well, because these sneaky viruses mutate rapidly. It's not easy to attack it when it keeps changing its appearance. You can simply treat the symptoms until the virus has taken its course. Check out my prior article on treatment of viruses. Oh, and antibiotics. They don't touch viruses. They only fight bacteria. All of my avid listeners know this very well, a topic that I've previously covered. So Tamiflu, you may have heard of this medication. It's an antiviral medication that can be prescribed for some people with the flu. Usually it's given to people who are hospitalized, but it can be also prescribed to some people outpatient as well. Its effect on the flu virus is modest, however, possibly diminishing the severity and shortening the duration by one day only. But this is important. It's really not as effective if it's taken past the 48-hour mark past onset. Thankfully, there's a vaccine for the flu. Is it perfect? No. And that's again due to the swift mutation of these devious bugs. When devising the vaccine, scientists extrapolate the most common strains that are headed our way, and then they create a vaccine to destroy it. Let me tell you, though, even partial protection against the flu is way better than none. Most people who die are not vaccinated. Knowing what I know and what I've seen with what the flu can do, I will share with you that I, my two children, and my husband, along with every other physician that I know, to be honest, are first in line to get vaccinated in September when the flu shot is made available. I would never harm my children and would not, even for a second, hesitate to vaccinate them every single year. Any possible risk of the vaccine is minute compared to the risk of the flu and the havoc that it can wreak. It is also the only good way that we can halt its spread to others. So think of your elderly grandparents or the children in your lives. For those of you who tell me that you don't ever get sick, 
vaccinating yourself not only protects you, but it protects those around you too. Because even though you may not get sick, you can still carry the virus and pass it on. So share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctors Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest pages. If you learned anything here today, or if you simply enjoy all things medical, you can also listen and subscribe to the House Call Doctor podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. But please note that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. It doesn't substitute any medical advice and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. So please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, thanks again for listening to another episode of The House Call Doctor. Stay healthy and catch you next time.